Hi, this is Scott. You're listening to Teaching Band in Small Town, Texas. Today, in our second episode, I'm talking with Travis Hobson. Travis was the band director in Wall ISD for more than 20 years before his retirement this past May. I was able to catch Travis at the Texas Bandmasters Convention in San Antonio for a brief chat about his career, his time in Wall, and his perspective on teaching in a small town. Travis, thanks very much for doing this. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much, Scott. <laughs> so where is, where is, where is it? Wall, Texas is about 10 miles east of San Angelo, Texas, mm-hmm. small farming community. Yeah. How many people live in Wall? Actually, Wall proper, uh, probably not more than maybe 150. My goodness. And um, how long were you there? 25 years? 24. 24, 24 years. More like one year. And you just recently recently retired. Yes, sir. June 30th was my last day. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. So when did you know it was time to retire? You know, actually, it's funny. Uh, the year before I retired, I was at an area marching contest with the band. Uh-huh. And when they were announcing those that advanced to the finals, we did not advance. We missed about two bands. I was actually kind of relieved. Not, <laughs> we're going home early. And that, I knew that was it because my competitiveness at that point in the march, in regards to the marching band, anyway, I, it was time, and the yeah. kids deserve somebody to come in there who was, you know, gung ho. Sure, yeah, yeah. So um, you're a uh, Sam Houston graduate, aren't you? Correct. Yeah. Uh, when did you graduate from Sam Houston? Way back in 1983. 93, and you had uh, Ralph Mills as your bander. I had the legend, Doctor. You Ralph did. Mills, <laughs> right. Yeah, he really did a good job of preparing you for the small school because he had himself been a small school director in West Texas. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. So talk about that a little bit, about your, your experiences with, with Dr. Mills and, and your time at Sam Houston and how that set you up to be a successful director. Okay. Well, you know, Dr. Mills, uh, he would relay his experiences. He taught at La Mesa, mm-hmm. uh, which back then was quite, I think, 2A possibly, and uh, in Midland, Odessa, but his, his start was around La Mesa. And so he uh, had a class that y'all probably still had you're younger, I think you went to Sam. But, I did, uh, I did. Uh, music 494, which basically was how to be a band director. Yes. And uh, unlike a lot of other directors I talked to from some other colleges where they felt they did not get prepared really well, Dr. Mills did a really good job uh, of giving us insight, you know, insight as to some of the ins and outs, like the paperwork, sure, the discipline, yeah. dealing with the school secretary, the transportation, that, that uh, possibly had I gone to a different college, might not have happened for me. Uh, of course, there were a lot of surprises, but I thought that he did prepare us really well. One of his biggest deals was to make sure when you go into a community that you get a feel for that community, what to get a moral compass of that community, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know fit in. Don't be afraid to go down to the local car- coffee shop or the cotton gin and drink coffee with the guys. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah, be yeah part absolutely. of the community. Yeah. So when you graduated, Sam. Where did you end up after that? Where I was your first job? Two years as a junior high director at Caldwell, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, under Bill Toon. Mm-hmm. And it was a good town and, and really enjoyed my time there with Bill, uh, but had the fortune to be called to be uh, uh, the assistant director at Kingwood and Humble. And uh, after two years, I left there and uh, went to Humble and, uh, with Ron, Ronnie Todd, who that was probably my biggest eye-opening as far as being a band director because I was going for a little class three to class at that time, 5A, yeah, 5A, now uh-huh. 6A. Sure. Uh, and uh, being exposed to him, getting to work with literature that was, you know, a lot yeah. bigger than what I, bigger notes, <laughs> darker <laughs> notes than what I was used to in Caldwell. Oh, yeah. uh, however, at the same time, realizing that my 
I needed to be in a small school. I was a product of a small school. So, so coming uh, at the end of that year, Caldwell called me back because Bill had decided to get out of the profession and asked me if I'd come be the high school director. And I decided, yeah, yeah. I'd rather. So I only stayed one year and then went to Caldwell for four and, uh, and started cutting my teeth as a head director there. Cool. So you spent, you just talked about, you spent a little bit of time in big school. One year, yes. One sir. year, okay. Great kids, great, yeah. it was all great experience. Okay. So there are some challenges that I think that, and you would probably agree, mm -hmm. that are unique to small schools. Oh yeah. Did, that, that we probably only deal with on our own. Right, that are right. That those big school guys, right. and I don't disparage them at all. They no, do a great no, job. no, there yeah. is a hard job too, very, yeah. in a different way. Yeah. I think you wear more hats in a small school, you have to, you because do. there's less of you. Some cases it's just you. <laughs> So what do you feel, uh, looking back on your time at Wall and Caldwell, what do you feel that those challenges were that you felt were unique to what we do? Well, I guess a lot of it's the individual instruction because uh, uh, like at Kingwood, I had two nights a week, I had private, quote, private lesson duty. Uh -huh. So it, uh, it was open four nights a week, the band hall for private lessons. So right. two nights a week, I stayed until 10 o'clock with private teachers. Sure. But they had private teachers coming in you know, for each instrument, teaching, yeah. uh, fundamentals. So, so the fundamental tone production, uh, counting, all that was really pretty good there. Whereas in the small school, it's pretty much up to you. I mean, right. you might, one thing Dr. Mills said he did in La Mesa is he required every first year player in his band to have a private lesson with him once a week. So, you know, he had them to this level. Well, of course, they're kind of in charge of their sections sure. for the others. Yeah. You know, uh, that helped the others to inspire them and then they helped the others. Uh, you know, teach from the top down, so to gotcha. say. But I do think that you have to, the fact that you are the only, you might be the band man in that town, right. responsible for it all. Right. Or even if you have an assistant, or even two, you still say got a hundred and say small, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty kids that you are responsible for teaching in that level. Because you can't teach all of that in band class. Right. And right. when I first started uh, teaching beginner bands in Caldwell, it was all in one class. I mean, it yes. was everybody in one yes. class. So yeah. our first year I split, I did have an associate and we split. He would take the brass, I took the wood bands mm -hmm. and like that. Yeah. And so so I really think the individual instruction, uh, solo and ensemble, the little region band, all of that stuff, which is, you know, helps build the program, obviously. Right, right. So it is, is a cha bigger challenge in, in some ways in a small school. Now with technologists, and our smart music, all that, I'm not, I never did get into that like I should have, but I think it gives you all a lot more tools, or a lot of the smaller school directors more tools to use yeah, in their bag to pull yeah. out than they had in the back in sure. the day, yeah. you know. So you talk about being a jack of all trades. I mean, for for small school directors, especially the ones on the small end of mm -hmm. small schools, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, that's their life. They're the bus right. driver. They're the instrument yep. repair person. The yep. private lesson teacher. They're mm -hmm. <laughs> they can be it. any yeah. any the number budget, of things. Yeah, they, all of yeah. that. Exactly. So, uh, how did you manage that? I mean, when it comes time to wearing all those hats mm -hmm. and managing the time commitment it takes to be a small school director and still be a have a coast program and, and still cover all those bases. How, how was that for you? I'll be honest, early on I spent more time in the band hall. Later on, uh, I was, the first, I think 13 years I was by myself at Wall, mm -hmm. and then I was able to get an associate in, uh, and she helped me, uh, uh, Julia Rogers, and then we went through a riff and I lost her for a few years. And then I got really fortunate, got Ralph Zamarip in mm -hmm. at the junior high. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, having a master teacher or a mentor like him really made a difference, but early on, um, I did spend a lot of hours at the band hall. As I got older, I'll be honest, I tried to get everything done by 5 o'clock. Hmm. And, and I tried not to spend much time after that because I did have a family. Sure. And, and, and that's, I think that's a hard, something that directors have to weigh. Career, family, hey, it's very hard. And you see a lot that have gone through 
you know, not good times. Right. And, yeah. and yeah, I think it's something, but, but, but early on, like I say, uh, I had good mentors to lean on. My high school director, I'd call him Jerry Bartley. Uh, uh, what do you do about this? Uh, you know, uh, fixing horns. I, you know, I learned that <laughs> yeah. on my own pretty much. Yes, uh, yeah. And then as I got, uh, I was fortunate it was a wall because it was close to St. Angelo, so I'm 10 miles from a good repair guy. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't as big of a deal then. But when I was at Caldwell, you know, I was an hour and a half from a good repair guy. Sure. So yeah. uh, it's changed, though. Talk about your mentorship. You just mentioned that mm -hmm. just briefly. Um, for me, uh, in my first few years of teaching, first eight or so years, oh, yeah. I didn't really have a mentor. And when I my first my first job and was down in Brownsville, mm -hmm. and uh, I was assigned the French teacher right, <laughs> as right. my mentor, you know, and I didn't know any better mm -hmm. at that time. I was just right out of college, sure. and uh, so I didn't have a band director, mentor, right. like a lot of people do. And it, I didn't when I first got to Thorndale and took that job. Uh, Stacy Gibbs, who was my uh, oh, yes. high school band director, became yeah. my mentor, and, and he's been mentoring me now for the oh, last yeah, 10 years. So you are from Hutto or Lexington? Well, I'm from Bay City, actually. Oh, he yeah. was he taught there he taught before Bay City. he went to Lexington. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Goes and way so, back then. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> show my age a little bit. But, uh, great uh, mentor. Yeah, and he's he, he and I chat mm -hmm. regularly for the past 10 years or so now. and. Um, He's been a tremendous help for me in that sure. regard, having just somebody to talk to. So how important was a mentor in your career? It's very important. Back in the old, I'll call myself one of the old hat directors. Uh, in the old days, the road men were normally band directors. Yes. And I had Sam Nepley come every Friday to my band <laughs> hall from Wright's Music. Yeah. And uh, he... Sam really could, he can still hear a band really well. I and mean, he would come in and I'd normally step, where it didn't, did not matter where we were in contest preparation or concert or whatever, I'd step off and let him take the podium. Yeah. And because one thing I did learn from him and some of the old school, like Lee Boyd Montgomery, uh, Bill Woods, uh, you are always ready for a clinic, even though you think you're not. The band's <laughs> always ready. Because yes. he will present it in a way and the students will listen to him more uh -huh. than because they, they're used to you every day. Come yeah. on, you know. But yeah. very important, Sam came every Friday for those first four years and uh, the thing I liked about Sam, uh, he would tell you if it was bad, he would tell me, of course but he not in front of the kids, but in the office, you know, man, you that you pick something's too hard for him. Or they're doing this, you might want to try this to fix it. And so that uh, uh, was very important. And so Sam Napoli would be, have to be one of my very, uh, very important mentors along the way. When it comes to band directing in a small school, one of the things we're always concerned about is our budget. It always seems there's never enough. So when it comes to instrument repair, we need to be on the lookout for quality repairs at an affordable price. My friends at Better Than New Banner Repair in Round Rock do just that. They are perhaps the most detail-oriented repair shop in Central Texas and are always concerned that repairs are done in a timely manner, that they're affordable, and above all, that the repairs live up to the high standards before the instrument is returned to you. I've been working with Better Than New for over 10 years now, and I'll keep sending them my instruments. Better Than New Brand Repair isn't just a repair shop, it's a full-service music store offering a wide variety of supplies and equipment for you and your band. If you're in Central Texas, check them out. You won't be disappointed. Now back to my conversation with Travis Hobson. Talk about uh, the importance of communication in a small school. Very I mean, important. We could probably do a whole nother hour on right, just communication. Right. But yes. uh, I mean, with kids, and you know this, yes. and, and other small school band directors who are listening will know this, that 
the kids in our schools are involved in a thousand different things Correct. and it seems as the longer the school year goes on the more busy they get in the exactly. spring it's it's crazy yes. so talk about your how you develop your, your schedule or how you did develop your schedule mm -hmm. for your you know, summer band and communicating that to your kids right. and dealing with conflicts and well you know it's going to start with summer band uh, wall is a very very athletic I mean they're the oriented school sure. and academically too yeah uh, and we just added volleyball I guess two years ago and that that really threw a, a, you know I was really we had a lot of girls play volleyball obviously in my band about half and a half boys girls yeah well uh, as far as athletics I've always uh, be honest I've, I've it took me a few years to do this uh, and I didn't used to be this way but I have yielded over the years more to athletics and I had preferred to do all my band, uh, summer band, in the day, morning, afternoon, not at night. Sure. And so what I would do is the uh, athletes, uh, which originally were just football that turned into volleyball later, mm -hmm. I would, uh, uh, they would go on to, first of all, I started band a week before they always started. Sure, yeah. And then uh, they, I would have them go into their regular workouts and then join us afterwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, I convey this to the parents through uh, letters and emails. Now. Y'all are fortunate, uh, younger ones now with all this call, I don't even know what's called, where you have, it automatically calls the kids for yes. reminding them of yeah, rehearsals yeah. and upcoming yeah. events, mm -hmm. and that's wonderful. But but you have to have a good communication with any athletic uh, director and mm -hmm. his coaches. Uh, and the first thing, like last year, we got a new volleyball coach. First thing I did was go meet her, introduce mm -hmm. myself, and we got on the same page about sharing. We do, you have to share kids as yes. a small kid. And they, at the same time, they would also turn loose of their kids that we shared and let them come to band. That, that it wasn't always just me giving; they would give sure, too. Yeah. But but you have to have that understanding. Yeah. And some folks just go into it and don't establish that rapport and get that going. Yeah. So it, you know, just crazy uh, uh, in regards to uh, the schedule. And in the spring, it's gotten worse in the spring yeah, yes. since I started teaching. Yeah. In fact, uh, we back contest up and going earlier has helped me out or did help me out because. We're getting into the one-act plays and yes. all the academics, the testing. So used to we didn't have the testing. Right. So that's really a big difference. The spring is more crazy than the fall for me. Right. Uh, yeah. Would you go to a, a late UIL contest in the spring, or would you do an early? Well, I did uh, when the when the early started. I started going early. I'll yeah. be honest. I, the last two years I went late because I got ex accepted judging gigs before ours were scheduled, and sure. so I went late, which I did not like doing. But I prefer early. I wish we could go, and this is, I know, just preaching the choir probably, yeah. but I wish we could get solo and ensemble. UIL before solo and ensemble, get solo and ensemble after concert yes. sight reading, and then <laughs> state, because then you're closer for that. Yes. Because you right. get, right now, you get solo and ensemble going, then you're to UIL concert sight reading, then you got to turn around and go, and then nobody practices. Until They're on top May. of each other. Right, yeah, right, yeah. and it's so crowded. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the early thing's a good thing. At first, I was afraid of it. You're going to prepare accordingly. You, yeah. You're going to appear, prepare for whatever your date is accordingly. Yeah, just yes. plan ahead. Exactly. Yeah. So it struck me in the time that I've been in, in a small school, and it, I've been a head director only in small schools. Mm -hmm. I was an assistant in right. big schools. But it's, it's always struck me that you have to have a relationship with your school. Yes. You know what I mean? With the people working in the school, with the yes. teachers, with the administrators, the counselors, the custodians, yes. the the people running the school. You need to school, be on yeah. a first name basis with all of them. You're right, especially the yeah. custodians and the secretaries. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> and of course the counselors and, and all. But you're exactly right. Very important in small schools. Yeah, in big schools, I can remember there were so well, many. Well, you know, there's so many yeah. people you don't know their names. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There are exactly. layers to everything. And so. going back to that's 
why I fit in better at the small school. I, I was from a small school. Yeah. I was used to it, and, and so, uh, like, uh, in fact, I called my bus, my old bus guy who's in charge of buses on the way down here, even though I'm retired, uh, just to holler at him when I pass by the school. Yeah. You that rapport, and I tell you what, they will bend over and around for you to get things. Like, you know, if you it's, oh, I forgot yeah. to turn a re requisition <laughs> in. If you've got that report, they will. Don't worry about it. They'll take, take care. Of yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Relationships are so important in small schools. Yes, sir. It's critical. To and that success. secretary too. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. And you can call her when you've got something you've got to do. Please, anybody calls, you know, I'm not here, or, or take a message or whatever. Yes, absolutely. And they will help you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you do a lot of judging. Yes. And I'm sure that that's going to increase now that you're retired. You do a lot yes. more. Yes, marching band in particular. Yeah. So do you judge primarily small school events? Then? Yes, I've judged all classifications through 6A. And I'm judging 6A, I think, yes, this year in, in, a, in the southeast Texas region. But prime, the majority of mine are 4A and down. I see. So talk about how judging affects your teaching. I mean, when you were teaching or judging simultaneously, I mean, right. what did you take away from that experience? Well, you learn a lot. You first, sure. uh, if you're on a concert panel, of course, you learn uh, literature, yeah. the new stuff. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I've been, you know, I play a lot of stuff that I was playing 20, 30 years ago, but yeah. but I've learned new literature as well. Sight reading, uh, <laughs> I learned <laughs> things to do and things not to do. Watching yeah. directors, yeah. and uh, it's amazing. Uh, Everybody has to have a, 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 you know, a system of sight reading, yes. and the kids, the successful programs have planned ahead, and you can tell when right. they get into the room. You can tell if they don't know what to do. It's something has not happened back right. on with the band hall. Correct. Yeah. Marching band, being as old as I am now, it is really evolving fast to do newer stuff. Yeah. Like uh, the front ensemble, the the pre-show, all this yes. stuff that that I am am just learning right now. That this workshop I went to a lot, you know, had a, a lot of exposure to that, new terms, and uh, so I'm, I'm trying to open my mind, and, and because <laughs> I was still, you know, I was a six to five, eight to five, you yes, know, and, yeah. and so uh, trying to brush up on, on the newer terminology and, and some of the new things you young guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that just a little bit more. So it seems, to, it, it looks like to me anyway, DCI will sometimes start a trend, mm -hmm. and it kind of filters our down towards where we are, right. and everybody else has kind of moved on to something else right. at that point. Right. How did you manage developing trends in marching band out at Wall? Well, you know, I don't know that I developed a trend. I had good drill rider uh, when I, I had at Kawa, I was marching military still, mm -hmm. and when I uh, by the time I got to Wall, I uh, I knew I needed to change, so yeah. I hired a drill rider, and I was like, wow, why didn't I do this? <laughs> and uh, and so uh, I would uh, of course select music that I felt appropriate, and then get with the drill rider, kind of tell them our own strengths, weaknesses, help yes. with staging and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know there's a trend really, but we I pretty much stuck with the same, I did the same thing pretty much all the 24 years I was there for the most part sure. in regards to style. So, yeah. And so you, I mean, um, we have to really think about, in, in our case, the small school directors, maybe the big guy, big guys do too, mm -hmm. think about audience perception right. of what we do. Correct. It, it seems, um, you know, the small towns, everybody's close, and Correct. the school board can often be just a sounding board mm -hmm. for the community. Exactly. And uh, it's important that our shows are able to communicate to our audiences in small. You, do you, you see where I'm going with this? Correct, yes. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. what was your thought when you're developing a sh uh, show out at Wall? Uh, I wanted to be entertaining and something they enjoyed. You know, yeah. in West Texas, not like it, it's, I would say, 
for the most part, uh, Central and going west, that, that a lot of the bands there are still catering a little bit more to the audience rather than to the contest. And what, sure. uh, from what I'm seeing now, you have to do a little more involved, maybe some music that might be not perceived by the audience. Yeah. You have to have an educated yeah. ear to appreciate it, you know. Yes. And yeah. uh, so yeah. I try to do more toe taping stuff, I'll be honest with it. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff I did would not compete, you know, at the area level or the state level. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'll be honest, I was always, and again, I'm old school. When I was in high school, you didn't, there was never a band against band. It was like that, that trying to, for that rating, yes. you know, and hit a standard. So my biggest goal was always to, to maintain a first division standard. Mm -hmm. And I, if whatever else fell in place, you know, was fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a, one example. I remember <laughs> last time I was in a state marching contest where the band was 13, and we weren't, I think we placed 15th out of 20, 21. And there was a, a band that was, uh, man, their directors, when we got through out of, uh, you know, getting our, our, our package back and all, yeah. they were dead last year. Man, they went stomping out of there mad and all that. <laughs> I was just happy to be there. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah. so yeah. I don't, I, I'm a little old school in that. So yeah. Yeah, it has changed a lot. And uh, I, I do feel like that directors now, for them, not everywhere, but that there's more uh, or less camaraderie, you know, amongst yeah. them. Because yeah. everybody's trying one up each other yes yeah and uh there's more i think there's more uh rapport maybe amongst the smaller school guys i don't know yeah it's always seemed to me to be to be the case sure. that, uh yeah. you know every everywhere i go that's a small school i walk into a band right. hall it's it's a very communal place it's yeah. welcome or happy to have you here yeah. and when we go to region meetings and small yeah. schools everybody knows everybody you exactly. know it's a, we're, we're happy to have you here kind of atmosphere and it's not a, not always the case but right. you're right the com uh, competition seems to be taking more of a center stage mm -hmm. in, in our, it, in our it, it just seems to be. Because yeah. it used to be it was, you know, music for the sake of music and you're trying to re yeah. reach a standard. Yeah. Um, did you ever use technology in your band hall? You know, not very much. Uh, I, we have the big, uh, oh, for the, what do you call the? Uh, the projector. And yes, the, the projector. Yeah. We, we would, uh, you know, uh, uh, record Friday night, and that I'd go play, play it and stop it and show them things, and, you know, mm -hmm. for marching band. Uh, I'd not get into the computer, uh, like the smart music files and all that, like uh, 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 the young man that's followed me is getting big into that, and that's good. I think it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I was probably too lazy and old and just didn't want to do it, but I should have. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful tool for what, you know, uh, the kids come up, especially in the small school. Yeah. More and more, more and more bands are in, in integrating technology and mm -hmm. what they do every day. Uh, yes. I know we do that out in Lano and, uh, and it's getting to be a bigger piece of what we do and yes. it's part of the T-test evaluation now they're coming mm -hmm. and how we integrate those things. With exactly. That. And that seems, you know, I've only been directing, it's my 17th year now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is something that has changed in a big way. Yes. Over, yes. over the course of time. Yes, you all know? the way through education. Oh yeah. So looking back, um, mm -hmm. what are some other big changes that you've you've recognized? I could, and this is bad, but I can remember my first or second year to teach when they got those TRS eighty <laughs> Tandy Radio Shack computers, man, <laughs> yeah. and the computer they were they were uh, something else. But uh -huh. uh, but yeah, uh, no, like you say, the technology has really come on strong. Of course, as I mentioned, the marching band has. I think the level of musicianship in the small school has really evolved. It a has, lot. Hasn't There's been. a lot more good bands than there were thirty four years ago or 
when I started, you know. Yeah, what, what do you think uh, plays into that? What's making our band so much better? I don't know if it's just better uh, education, mm -hmm. the secondary level, and then going on through college. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, and like I say, with the, now with the use of technology, I just, I just see no, you know, the future's bright, very bright, if our legislature and our state uh, government doesn't mess it up for the rest of for the kids. Right. You know, right. and fine arts. I'm not just talking band. I'm talking about fine arts in general. Yes, sir. You yeah. know, yeah. and education, all the teachers, you know. But I just, uh, like I said, technology has come so far, and I do think bands have gotten way better. I can remember going to a contest, and there might be two first divisions all day long. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people want to say it's gotten easier. I hadn't seen that. I think bands have just gotten better. Yes. And on the standard, that's... You can have, if they're 25 superior bands, you can have 25 first divisions. Yeah. That was what was so good about music versus, say, athletics, one, two, three, four, five, right. place. Uh, and so, uh, and the difference, you mm -hmm. know, because it is an art form. Yeah. You know. um, we talked just a little bit about how competition is take, taking more of a center stage in, mm -hmm. in what we do. It's become more, a bigger factor. Exactly. Um, I can remember when I started teaching that it wasn't, and bands were competitive, mm -hmm. but it wasn't the only thing we were focusing right, right. on. And I know a lot of people who are now, you know, in the in the marching band mode of things at this time of year, and they're focused just on that activity at this right. point. You know, and they're they're not looking long term mm -hmm. about where the development of their program is going. You know, it's just they they move from one competition to the next to get Correct. the next trophy, moving on and on. Exactly. So in all your time, particularly out in Wall, where you're so mm -hmm. consistently successful, mm -hmm. how did you maintain? A vision for your program that was long term rather than short term. It was difficult, but you have to take it year to year because your band changes year to year. It does. You know, it really yeah. does. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and especially in small school, uh, and when you have some so much turnover. But uh, uh, you know, I just, I really, I took it year by year. I, I planned for each year. I didn't mm -hmm. look way down the road. I really didn't. Yeah. And uh, I was fortunate to have real smart kids and, and good parents uh, along the way. Yeah. Supported me. Yeah, so that leads me to my next my next question for you, um, and I asked Beth about this in our in my previous interview, and uh, is is the idea of persistence and longevity in a place? Uh, you were there at Wall for twenty four years, mm -hmm. and surely you had to have experienced lots of ups and downs, oh, and yeah. lefts and rights, and that's everywhere. It's everywhere. How do you manage the downs and the ups and all the unexpected turns well, and things? Like you know? So you have to have an outlet. I do yeah. believe that. So what what is your outlet? My outlet: hunting, fishing, getting yeah. out. Now it's grandkids, <laughs> but but uh, but you have to have and you have to be able to let go of it when you leave the band hall, and yeah. that's hard to do. It, it, is it hard. took me years to get over that, and not take it personally. Yeah, yeah, you, you're going to step on some toes. Sure, you're going to have hard feelings. Uh, I moved around quite a bit the first, I guess, nine years. On, I thought that's what band directors and coaches were supposed to do. I kept looking. I got better salary, better salary. Yeah. And I got there to Wall. I actually went to Wall. Uh, I had been offered a job in Waco at a bigger school, too, the same year. But I, I went there because my daughter was going to start kindergarten. And I could tell academically it was a very sound school. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I decided, you know, I'm tired of moving. And I, I was very fortunate to be offered some great jobs, bigger schools, more money. And I wanted to go and raise a family. And I, I, yeah. I don't want to move anymore. I got tired yeah. of moving. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I do think that, uh, like I say, that, that uh, you have got to leave the problems at the band hall. Don't bring them home to your wife, your family, okay? And mm -hmm. uh, don't take it personal. Sure. You can't take it personal. It's all a job profession. It took me a long time to just like you, to and recognize I'd, I'd be that, hurt yeah. by kids. You know, if a kid yeah. quit, I'd like, man, that's my best cornet. We put all that time in. Why yeah. did she quit? 
and it took me a long time to get over that. Yeah. So how did how did you get? I mean, how did you develop the skills necessary to kind of move beyond that? You well, know, or is it just a com- you know? it, it just took, yeah, I guess age, I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, it just got easier and it fi- I mean not easy, but it, I finally realized there, don't take it personally and especially nowadays there's more choices for those kids. We didn't have computers and all these different classes. I mean, yeah. we have robotics at Walla High School, you know. We sure. have all these classes in a little 3 school. But uh, they have to make decisions too. Yeah. And they have counselors and I always felt like I had counselors on my side, but they were all always directing the kids, you know, for our other, I mean, yes, yeah. the kids have to make choices, and they they're not do. all going to stay with you, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to get past that sometimes. Yeah, especially when it's a good, I mean, yeah. and I mean, they're all good kids, but I'm talking about, you know, your best players yes. and, and, yeah. and academically the strongest. Been married for 30, be 35 this year. Congratulations. Yeah, two months, 35. So, uh, how did your wife, um, how did your wife deal with you being a band director early on? Well, she was a French horn player and a very good man, Little Cypress Mauriceville down mm-hmm. in East Texas. Yes. And then I met her at Sam Houston, she played French horn in Sam Houston yeah. band. So she knew what the band, <laughs> and she was a lot better player than me, actually. Of course, French horn player, I was a tuba player. But <laughs> but, uh, but she, she knew what was involved in it. And yeah. early on, she would come up like a Caldwell and help teach kids, you know. Did she? Yeah. yeah, yeah, because she was a good French horn player, and so, you know, that was a, something that Then she, get, we had the baby, and she got a job, and, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff, but yeah. but uh, she understood. And then as, like I say, as I got older, I'll be, I started spending less time. Yeah. And uh, that last, last year, I didn't even have an extra rehearsal out of class. I did nothing but, in, except day. for I had, I had two clinics during marching season. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, we didn't do any outside of class. And it's hard, it's hard for a lot of small, small school guys to kind of plan that extra stuff outside mm-hmm. of school. Well, it, um, it is, and especially if you have, uh, uh, now, it was, while I'll be honest, it, it, we had parents that as long as they were informed and they knew those kids would be there mm-hmm. for anything. Sure. Uh, but some of my friends I talked to in other schools uh, would have problems with getting kids just to show up, you know, yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And I know that all goes back to probably the director, but uh, uh, it is hard. But the yeah. communication is, is paramount. Precisely, yeah. So how do you think administrators played into your success at law? Uh, I had really strong uh, following. I can't think of but one contest in the 24 years that both principals and the superintendent didn't, they all always went to everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, the kids saw that support. And it's not just band, they got everything, one act play. And that was one thing that I, I had a, the same, for, I had a superintendent first 10 years, and then I had one for 14 years, the same suits all the way through. It's, wow. it's a lot, uh, Wall is just not much turnover. It's one of those type places. It's a, it's a rare thing. Yeah, it is yeah. nowadays. It is. Yeah. But it's, uh, I'll be honest, in some respects, it's like going back to 1965 and Andy and Opie and all yeah. them. Because <laughs> for the most part, it's still both parents are at home and, yeah. and you have that support. Yeah. And communication, was, I would say, would be the biggest thing at Wall. As long as they knew it, it was on the calendar, it was going to happen. Work it no out. problem. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, uh, Lano is a tr- very transient kind of mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. and so we have kids in and out all sure, the time. Sure. And, yeah, and so your experience at Wall was not like that. Not maybe. too much. Uh, we have Goodfellow Air Force Base, so a lot of times I would have, it wasn't a great number, but I'd have some really good ones in and out because uh, mm-hmm. parents were, you know, they might get four ears out of them if you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I did have some of that. 
some of that, but not probably not near on the number, or like some uh, like Junction down on Interstate 10, sure, you know, yeah. some of those type mm -hmm. where they really are uh, are clean around that area, you know. Yeah. Uh, but a little bit, a little bit. Sometimes new directors coming out of college will grab on to a small school gig mm -hmm. and be, be the only director right out of college. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that was a dangerous thing to do, mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. needed to develop some experience and skills and interpersonal stuff and just find yourself as a teacher. Right. What, do you, what do you think about that? I do agree. That's, like I said, that's why I took an assistant job the first year mm -hmm. and uh, had, a, had a good guy to work with. And then, like I said, it's Sam Nepley even back then yeah. coming in. Uh, and then I went to that larger school and had a really good mentor there and the head director. And, of course, there were so many directors in that humble Houston area, yeah, that, you yeah. know. Uh, and then I felt like I was ready, although I probably really wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> I now jumped off. But I see that especially where I am in West Texas quite a bit because we have a lot of 1As and sure. 2As, yes. six-man and, and class 2A schools. And... Uh, the biggest thing for those guys is to get, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. You know, old, there's retired guys, there are uh, 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 guys right down the road with experience that will help you. And, and you have to be able to take criticism in a positive way that it, right. they're just trying to help you get better. Precisely, exactly. yeah. But I, I think that if you can get a good assistance job, again, with a, you know, a good guy to work with or, or, or a good lady to work with, uh, very important and was a better deal for you than taking a 1A, you know, in the middle of nowhere, six-man yeah. football game and all yeah. where you have to drive the bus and you're the custodian and, you know. Yeah. I can remember distinctly uh, my very first head director gig in Thorndale. Mm -hmm. In my first year there, there were 16 kids in the band hall. Right. 16 right. was all I had. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'd never been a head director before. Mm -hmm. And my ex experience prior to that was just in some big schools. Right. You know? So <laughs> it was a culture shock. Oh, yeah. You know, and was that like that for you coming from a big school? I mean, you... It wasn't because I grew up in that size school. Sure. You know, when I left... Uh, um, uh, well, I was at Caldwell, of course, I was already had been in, you know, and I was yeah. from that size school. And then I went to Humble, and we had back then pretty good sized bands, way bigger now. I think there were like 200 in the high school band. But coming back, it was like going back home where I went to high school, yes. camp. Yeah. Yeah. And then going to Wall, it always stayed about the same. We never had a large band. We had uh, the smallest I ever had was 58, the largest 84, and it fluctuated usually between 65 and 75, yeah. just depending. You know. Cool. Um, if you um, if you had to, kids who are coming out of college now, mm -hmm. you know they've got to know stuff. I yes. mean, they've got to know instrument repair. They know how to mm -hmm. need to know how to manage themselves and and the business they do every day in the band hall. Right. If you had to offer some advice, based on on your years of experience to kids who are coming out of college now, and who are going to go into small schools, mm -hmm. what would you what would you tell them today? Well, I would say uh, make sure that you're good at your uh, bookkeeping uh, yes. <laughs> activity funds. Now that's one thing that we didn't ever learn about was activity <laughs> right, funds and right. all that. Uh, <clears throat> also, I would say that you need to um, um, visit, like I say, with mentors, get with them. Uh, you need to uh, meet the local guys at the coffee shop if you've taken that job and mm -hmm. introduce yourself, go out of your way, and they will really remember it and appreciate it. I think being part of the community and keeping up good communication skills with everybody from the principal, you know, superintendent down, uh -huh. and community is probably the biggest thing. It's a success. Organization and communication plays really heavy as part of success in a small school band. It does. Boy, there's a lot more things than, than <laughs> musicianship, right? Yeah, we push a lot of paper, don't we? Yes, sir. We sure do. A lot less now that we have computers, though. <laughs> I was in the old days where we had to do triplicates and type oh it on gosh. a typewriter <laughs> for any UIL entry, so <laughs> carbon paper. Looking back over the course of your career, mm -hmm. 
Uh, if you had to go back and, and talk to yourself when you're younger, and I asked Beth Morrison the same question, mm -hmm. I've interviewed her already. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what would you tell Travis Hobson, you know, 30 years ago, getting into the career, into the business, that, that you know now that you wish you had known starting out? Be more patient. I was pretty intense <laughs> in rehearsals mm -hmm. for a lot of years, and, and I stepped on some toes, and I know I stepped on some <laughs> toes. Sometimes you have to step on toes. Yeah. But, but uh, I think I could have been... Uh, maybe been a lot more tactful back in the day. And part of that might be go the, the way I, the bands I were in was in too. But, sure. but some of the stuff I did, you don't, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> in regards to, I don't, I'm not politically correct in rehearsal. Right, if that makes sure. sense. <laughs> I understand where you're At Walt is all right, but not a lot of places it wouldn't fly. Yeah, that's not the case everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but be more, more patient, have more patient. Well, Travis, this has been a real pleasure. Well, I enjoyed it, Scott. I appreciate all you're doing for small school bands in Texas, and I wish you the best at UIL and all your uh, your uh, fall events in this next year. Thank you so much, Travis. You've been listening to Teaching Band in Small Town, Texas. Join me next month. My special guest is Stacy Gist, the director of bands at Hutto High School. I'll be talking with him about his tremendously successful career at Lexington High School and how those experiences in that small school played into his success with the Hutto Band. I'll see you then.